0: a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie.
1: Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern-day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Do it. Hello everyone, and welcome back to More Than
0: Amused Podcast. I am Stani. And I am Sadie. And today we are talking about my favorite subject the entire world.
1: Female pop
0: stars. pop stars. Yeah, we love women in pop. <laughs> we do. I feel like we haven't talked about them in a while. I know. It's been a while since we've done a music pop culture one.
1: Yeah, like we had our a Sour album review. Was that the last time? I think that's the last time we talked about like current music. I've we've made some like offhand comments here and there, but we have not had a dedicated
0: episode. So that's tr- I guess. We talked a little bit about Britney Spears a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but that was not. Anyways, but yeah. yeah, look at us. It's been a while. and
1: <laughs> There's been some really great music releases, too, so I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. to talk about that as well. So it's going to be kind of fun. We have kind of like a, I was going to say like a two-part episode, but it's all in one recording. <laughs> so <laughs> We're just going to have like two segments.
0: Two <laughs> segments here. Yeah. All about pop music culture and yeah. music music Just- Jump right in. It's really late that we're recording this right now. So let's (laughs) Let's not waste any time.
1: Tired means that you've had some long days, but we're excited to talk about this. I just can't think of any
0: small talk. Yeah, I literally got (laughs) nothing right now. Like, let's just go.
1: Well, do you want to talk about the article you found?
0: Yes. Okay. So the idea for this episode came from an article I found that The Guardian did, and it's by a woman named Laura Snapes. And the um, the title of this article is Billy Lord and Lizzo has become a female pop star in 2021 become unbearable. And it's really, I don't know. It was a really interesting article. This quote that just kind of sums it up. She says new releases by three pop icons reveal their extreme attempts to protect themselves from the damage caused by fame. Pop stardom has never seemed less aspirational. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the article just does exactly that where she compares how Billie Eilish, Lord, and Lizzo have kind of taken on this hate that they've gotten and, um, and how they've kind of distanced themselves from the public, I guess. And it's just really interesting. And just like the idea of like, does being famous or be a pop star, like, is that really something people want anymore? Because of just all the hate comments that they can get. And she kind of points out how all of them are, I don't know, like, are dealing with it in different ways. And just to briefly, like, briefly talk about the Lord album. Like, I mean, Melodrama is like one, it's in my top three favorite albums of all time. Yeah. Like, that album is very important to me. And so, as maybe other Lord fans, I don't want to say i was disappointed by her newest album but i haven't listened to it a ton i listened to it a little bit on release week i have a couple songs on my regular fall playlist you know like it's it's there it's just it's not gonna be what melodrama was to me and yeah and i like got a sense that it was like it was just a unique thing because in melodrama like she was talking about overcoming a heartbreak and like all of that messiness and and solar power was very personal in the sense that it was like all about her really like dealing and overcoming with fame. And so it's kind of like this like awkward moment when what happens when like the artists that we like relied to so much to relate to aren't really actually relatable to us anymore with their life experiences. I mean, like obviously there are things in the Lord album that are relatable but like this overarching theme of like escaping fame that she kind of continuously goes back to. Like it's just, it's not something I can relate to. And that's not to say it's a, a bad thing that she's writing about it. It's just like this interesting thing where like famous people and artists, well just artists, they're always going to write about their own personal experiences. Like obviously like that's where we draw art from. Mm -hmm. And it's just like interesting that it's like once they reach a level of success, like, they're still going to express themselves through their artwork, but, like, what, what does it do for us anymore? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not even, I don't even know what point I'm making. It's more of just, like, a general observation I made. No, I like that you brought that up, because I think, like, as we talk
1: about Billie Eilish as well, Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe we'll dive into this a little bit more, too, but I was, like, trying to think of, like, what the similar vein of like what's been going on in music lately because I just feel like I'm not connecting to it as much and I and these are artists I love like totally um yeah just like I don't know it's just there's been something that's kind of been happening where it just doesn't feel the same anymore and I was like trying to pinpoint it and I think you've kind of said what it is it's like their experience is no longer really relatable anymore
0: yeah and I also wonder because like with Billie Eilish I I heard someone I think the article actually might have brought it up of like the first album was like all about her own inner demons Mm -hmm. and kind of her dealing with that the second album now is all about the outer demons yeah okay fame and kind of like people like doing things to her which like in a sense can be relatable but I almost Mm -hmm. wonder, too, if it's, like, if this last year in isolation, like, just made people get super, super introspective and in their feelings, and, I mean, but the the, the thing is, though, is it's, like, usually to be so personal and vulnerable, like, that makes your best art, but, like, I don't know, maybe it just shows the gaps more than it did before.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I've also kind of been
1: thinking about the fact that everything feels lighter than the old stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. like, does that just mean, like, as a society, we're all obsessed with, like, depression and, like, (laughs) we're over-glamorizing, like, their darker things? But there was this quote I saw on a Reddit thread, actually, about Billie Eilish's old album Mm -hmm. um, where someone said, like, she took all the darkness away but didn't replace it with anything.
0: Interesting. And I
1: was like, ah, I kind of hate that I agree (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i love her stuff and like there's a few songs like we've talked about on happier than ever that i do enjoy but there was something just kind of like gritty and like deeper about her debut album that just doesn't really feel like it's there
0: yeah i can agree with that Mm -hmm. i also there's also another part of me though who like I wonder if there is a trend coming up in music that Billy and Lord are going to be the first on of this like weird kind of minimalistic light thing. It's like, I don't know. I can also see though from their perspective that like after a really heavy year, like maybe they just like didn't want to make something so heavy. Or like, I also wonder if these albums came out during quarantine, like Folklore did, if I would love them more. But now it's like, because it's, like, the quarantine albums they made in quarantine, and now that it's coming out a year later, it just kind of, like, feels, feels like... different. It feels... I don't know. I have a lot of, like, either. weird theories about, like, why I'm not feeling... Because I'm the same way. Like, these are artists that I generally love so much, and it's just, like, I'm not in love with their bodies of work as of lately. And I'm yeah. like, but why?
1: I know. Like, these recent two albums, I just haven't really
0: been listening <laughs> yeah i just don't listen like and it's not that i'm like a hater like i don't you know mm-hmm. i respect them so much as artists so i don't want that to be misconstrued it's yeah. just it's not it's on my, it's not on my constant rotation well let's dive into lord a little
1: bit more and then billy eilish since we're talking about this and then mm-hmm. we can go back to kind of my notes up at the oh, top yeah. that i have about labels but too cool that's a different tangent
0: yeah no i'm excited to see what that is so to kind of break down a little bit more of i guess what we've been talking about um and to quote the article a little bit um i really like it but the lyrics kind of going back to the fact that it really focuses on their experiences here with fame we didn't i haven't really talked about lizzo yet i will later but just because she Mm -hmm. hasn't really released the full album to compare it to them to like lord and billy but like for example in lord's album she talks about a teen millionaire having nightmares from the camera flash and during panic attacks before performances of her fistful of tunes that it's painful to play she also talks about that she fled fame with its poison arrows aimed directly at my head as well as the expectation to be a generational voice which granted like i appreciated that like in the opening thing she pretty much says like i'm not a savior, Like I can't be. And I think she recognizes that there's kind of this cult following of like people who do look to Lord to be their spokesperson, almost like for their emotions. Yeah. And it's like, I think she kind of was like, I can't do that. Like all I can do is create the art I want to make. So mm-hmm. like, I, I liked, like I said, I respect her so much, even though I'm just not caring for the album. I and I like understand what she was doing. <laughs> I found
1: a review of her album by The Cut. Okay, um, and <laughs> I felt so bad because after reading it, I was like, "Oh, now I feel like I should like it more." Because <laughs> yeah, they pointed out a lot of the things that she talked about in it, which was very clever. Um, she had a lyric where she says, "Won't take the call if it's the labor." Li- the label or the radio, so like kinda yeah. talking about how she completely disappeared into to New Zealand for like mm-hmm. years. Like it's been years, right?
0: Yeah. It's been like four years since her last album came out. Yeah.
1: And then on the song California, she sings a farewell to the life a farewell to the life she almost said yes to and confesses she's content with her life in her hometown, which is the opposite of anything we've been taught to desire, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of that like running away from you know, California, which is usually the dream for artists. Yeah. And then in Oceanic Feelings, she sings, now the cherry black lipstick's gathering dust in a drawer. I don't need her anymore. Um, yeah, which referring back cool. to her old eras, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the dark lipstick and everything. Um, on Big Star, she says, I used to love the party, but now I'm not all right drinking in the dark. And then it kind of talked about how, like, young stars often grow up very publicly, but then Lord kind of allowed herself to grow up privately. Yeah, And then we got to see, like, what she did when she was growing up, but only in the way that she wanted to share it. And yeah. so it was kind of, like, those playful, like, summer vibes of, like, the kind of world that she lived in. And then it said now it's, like, the witchier kind of sun that she's worshipping. So it's still, like, the dark witchy lord. Yeah, but like, now, it's still lord. Yeah, but now it's, like, sage crystals and drying out bones on the beach rather than, like, dark anyway I
0: no, yeah, I agree like I feel like there is a mindset that I will like this album like for example Lana Del Rey's album Norman Effing Rockwell when it first came out I was like mm, not feeling it yeah like nine months later I had it on repeat for a month and mm-hmm. I was like I'm obsessed with this So, like I see a situation where months from now I can't stop listening to solar power it's Agreed. Because I can, like I said, I I appreciate her artistry. I understand what she was doing, and I'm not like being like, "Ugh, what has she done?" Like I get it. It's just no, yeah. It's I, like
1: it. it's a beautiful work of art. It's just I'm not ready to hang it in my house.
0: Does that yeah. make sense? I was yeah. like, I I
1: appreciate it. I'll look at it in the gallery, but like I don't want to buy it. I'm not feeling yeah. it yet.
0: <laughs> I I get it. I get it. Yeah, like, it's beautiful. Maybe next month, I'll yeah, <laughs> maybe I can justify maybe. the purchase. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things she talked about
1: is that, like, ultimately, what makes Solar Power so cool is the fact that it's so deeply uncool. Yeah. And that it was kind of more of, like, a inspired by different things, like, kind of, like, a different feel to it than anything yeah. that we've experienced so far, which was, like, okay, like, I get what everyone's saying, like, critics have really talked up the album, um, like a lot of people have really talked about how critically well Lord's album did. So I don't know if like that means that it's gonna do really well in I the award shows. I don't know. It got a sixty five critic score and a sixty five user score. So like not as good hmm. as some others, but like not, but not a total bad. bomb. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like she didn't care, though, that it was, like...
0: Yeah, and that's what I want to talk about later, that it seems like these artists don't really care so much about reaching the levels of success that they did before because they'd mm -hmm. rather just kind of make what they want, which is, like,
1: yeah, (laughs) like, that's what you should be doing. (laughs) And there's, like, some really cool things that she did that I thought was kind of a fun, like, stance that she made. Not a fun, but, like, important stance that she made that I think she'll probably continue Mm-hmm. Um, she like upped her merch prices, which actually wasn't that bad. They were in like the forty five dollar range, but it was so that she could do completely sustainable and recycled products. Oh, And cool. then also kind of like a weird thing that hasn't been done before. She did like a she called it a music box release, oh, and so yeah. you get the digital downloads, like high quality digital downloads of the album, and then like some merch stuff so it was like photos and everything but you're not getting like a physical copy of the cd and it was like a more environmentally friendly version that yeah wouldn't count towards the charts of like record sales but she did it anyway because she thought it was important so i thought that was like a really cool approach
0: and -hmm. kind of showed
1: where her priorities lie now and that she like literally didn't care if she didn't get at the top of the charts for record sales
0: also like i don't think she even like posted on instagram when solar power first came out like (laughs) she is off the grid (laughs) oh it's super interesting though
1: and then i think it's kind of funny to even compare it to Billie eilish because she hasn't
0: disappeared no but i think she's like almost becoming even more present yeah i mean she's reaching like i think the peak of her fame but I mean they she talks about fame a lot in mm-hmm. happier than ever. And like one of the very first song, getting older, yeah. the chorus, she says, Things I once enjoyed just keep me employed now. Yep. Which is like so sad. <laughs> I know.
1: She also mentions deranged strangers who appear at her door. Um mm-hmm. the song NDA, which obviously is a total nod to fame, also talks about yeah. like security, emotional toll of being a famous
0: teen. Yeah. Um
1: the the song apparently I missed this lyric, but she sings of a secret house she bought at seventeen and then was never able to throw a party in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the song "Not My Responsibility," she talks about um, the constant criticism around her body and sexuality, which has been a major thing for Billie Eilish lately. And yeah. one line even says, "The body I was born with—is it not what you wanted?"
0: Oh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think too, like, because with her like big british vogue cover story where she kind of was like the blonde in the corset you know which was a total shedding of her image before um she kind of like explained in the storyline that she knew that this would draw criticism and she was right because people were just like oh she's just selling out you know like ah it's just so interesting that it's like i think the thing about Billie eilish is she is very self-aware and is like very very aware of the things people are saying about her and knows like it just knows that no matter what she does that like it's going to get criticism
1: no it was so interesting to like have her vote cover story like totally break the internet just because she decided to wear tighter clothes like Mm -hmm. (laughs) not even technically more revealing just like i don't know yeah because she's always worn like really baggy loose clothes and Um, I even I saw somewhere that she was like I was a child like I didn't want people talking about my body because I was a kid and she's like now I'm an adult so like I'm
0: owning my own self and like it it is different I mean I've seen like a lot of takes online where it's like oh like did she feel like she had to and like what does that say but it's like at a certain point like we, we I mean like obviously I guess we're always going to be like questioning but like She doesn't owe us that explanation anymore, you know? Yeah, no, exactly.
1: And something that's kind of interesting that the article brought up is that, like, Billie Eilish has never had to conceal Mm -hmm. how much she doesn't like fame and how it's ruined elements of her life. Like, she was talking about how, like, in her debut album, she hated every single second of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, like, literally didn't even want to make another album. But then she said with this one no one has a say anymore it's literally me and phineas and no one else so i wondered if maybe Mm. they broke away and they were just doing it themselves i wonder
0: if maybe there was like less pressure from the record like if it's like okay your last one was so successful we know people are gonna kind of like whatever you do so just do it like i wonder if they got a little bit more
1: maybe control i don't know yeah it's just interesting she's been able to kind of have like a lot more freedom in what she says compared to a lot of other artists And I don't know exactly what the difference is, but it's definitely, like, tangible.
0: I wonder if it's just, like, with social media, if it just kind of forces those barriers to be broken down more. Mm -hmm. And I also feel, like, too, that I think with Britney Spears, I feel like with what was going on, like, no one was, like, talking about, like, how that actually might be really bad for her mental health, you know? Yeah. I think we're a little bit now more aware and, like, also a little bit more accepting of, oh, wait, like... Maybe this might suck, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't know, though. Oh, and that's kind of like another thing that the article brought up. I'm just going to read a little part of it. It mm-hmm. says history isn't exactly littered with musicians who escaped pop stardom unscathed. Pop has a body count and days survivors group as artists have claimed their own voices over the past decade. They have become more open about the toll of visibility and of maintaining an imperial streak as they face down fleeting creative inspiration, commercial pressures and the looming cliff of ageism. Reinvent yourself, but only in a way that we find to be equally comforting, but also a challenge for you as Taylor Swift summarized in Miss Americana continue live out a narrative that we find to be interesting enough to entertain us but not so crazy that makes us uncomfortable yeah and it kind of brought up that i think social media and the rise of social media has made it maybe even less tolerable because like they can just so easily read all of the horrible things that people say about them yeah
1: i wondered about that kind of in this point you know i was talking about like i was trying to figure out what the Differences between music mm-hmm. that's been coming out lately. And something that I've wondered about, like, um pop stars in general is if, like, the level of fame is kind of becoming more manageable. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I uh-huh. found this interview with BB Rexa, and she was talking about how, like, I think it was Charlie D'Amelio's mom hired her to, like, come sing at her birthday party.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, Charlie D'Amelio's 17th birthday party. She, like, was invited to come perform two songs for her. Probably paid. I don't know.
0: I mean, I assume.
1: (laughs) But I just wonder if, like, not only has social media made fame less tolerable because, like, haters before couldn't really do anything other than send you hate mail, which would get filtered out.
0: And yeah, now like there's like no way.
1: A comment. <laughs> but also, if it's made it seem more obtainable, so people are more critical of pop stars and like hold them to a higher standard because they expect them to be even more than just like an influencer, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if the pressure's higher because it's like, well, you should have a better life, like more stuff, greater aspirational expectations for everyone because you're supposed to be a higher level of fame than influencers. And so the pressure's even higher.
0: But I also like yeah and and going back to like what you said about like everyone can be famous like maybe it's kind of like a oh well if we don't like you don't worry someone else will come along and it's like doesn't take you know what I mean like and I I think that's kind of like what I've seen with like Olivia Rodrigo where it's like I think people like these new acts when they're new and shiny but like now I'm seeing more and more hate about Olivia Rodrigo and like talking about how she copied songs and like you know what I mean like I'm seeing more and more things against her lately when before like it was not universal praise obviously but like there was praise drowning out anything negative so I almost like feel like sometimes it's like the new shiny thing now let's find why it's problematic okay now let's throw it out here comes the next new shiny thing maybe not that I'm against holding people accountable for bad actions obviously No, of course. It just, it feels like we're moving
1: on faster from stuff, and... I don't even quite understand it. Because it's hard because it's like I don't want to blame the fans per se because like Mm -mm. Billie Eilish's um, album sales were only as high as they were because of her fan base. Yeah, of course. And like Lord's still charting because of the fans that she has. So a lot of these like lackluster albums that are coming out that maybe aren't as popular with mainstream media are doing better because of that loyal fan base that's still there. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something happening where we're just
0: moving on yeah like quicker
1: or? i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's so weird to me oh okay this is something that i liked one more thing tying billy eilish and lord and then i want to talk a little i want to talk about lizzo for sure yeah definitely. um is so i'm gonna just read this other paragraph just because i really like how this article worded everything um but she said another part of the problem is that eilish and lord modeled a new type of teen pop stardom songwriters first Extruded teen aesthetic beyond what any Marketing exec could ever dream up That nonetheless emerged into the Old models of exposure and scrutiny Both from evidently loving artsy Families they arrived at fame via songs that Blew up SoundCloud and a media prime To fetishize anyone that chimes Strongly with teenagers Which mm-hmm. was so interesting because I like Totally. Recently, I listened to a podcast of the New York Times podcast that talked about Lauren. She blew up from SoundCloud, just like Billie Eilish did. Like, I didn't realize they had such similar upbringings. And I love that it kind of pointed it out, like that they were like so strong in their aesthetic that it's like they came in such in such full force because like they were just who they were, but it just like worked and it resonated with people. And so now that I think that it's like that image that resonated with people so much and that hooked people so much immediately like now that that changes, because it it changes because it's not a marketing gimmick, right? Like it's going to continue in ebb and flow with who they are. And I don't know, like I feel like Taylor Swift kind of did that, but maybe hers was a little bit more jarring that it like, I don't know, like a new era.
1: That you were just talking about that. And I was trying to figure out what the difference is, because why are we having such a problem with Billie Eilish and Lord reinventing themselves when Taylor Swift has famously done it with every single album and we let her?
0: Maybe because I th- I think it's the drasticness. Yeah, I think they maybe just subtly reinvent themselves so it doesn't actually feel like anything new, but they try to make it seem like it's something new. I don't know. I don't know either. But people didn't like- really like Reputation when it came out. People really? didn't care for that album. No. Oh, I thought it was one of her best work. I th- <laughs> I agree. I love Reputation, but i think people miss the point i think it's aged well i think now that it's been out a couple years people are like oh okay it's better than i remembered it but when it came out critics didn't love it neither did like people that weren't taylor swift fans so
1: huh so maybe that's how we'll feel about Billie eilish and lord's albums
0: i have no idea (laughs) i don't know either (laughs) i like that like we're just not making points we're just like i don't I know. know maybe or, this like, maybe music.
1: that no because i've really been trying to figure this out like i love yeah. billy eilish and i love lord and i just have not liked these albums and i can't figure out why because Mm-mm. every single album taylor swift is released i've i love it except mm, i didn't really love lover that's true but I liked enough of the songs on Lover... That I still listen to it. That I still listen to it. And I think maybe yeah. that's the issue is that there's just not enough songs that I connect with. On-
0: yeah. There's like three or four from each album that I really like. And the other ones, I... Mm, yeah. Not particularly. Because like,
1: obviously on Lover, I skipped Gorgeous. I skipped Me. <laughs> like... There was quite a few I skipped. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, London there was Boy. like Death by a Thousand Cuts and Cruel Summer. Yeah. Cruel Summer and Lover that were phenomenal. And I like listened to... Some of the best to... songs ever. Yeah. So maybe that's the thing that there's just not... The wow factors? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to figure this out.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway. If anyone has any
0: thoughts... They're still, they're also trying to figure out why they don't really care for these albums because <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I'm just like, it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Or if anyone like really, really loves these albums, like I really want to yeah. hear your thoughts because most of the people I've talked to, I feel like aren't it's really pretty feeling similar. it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're like dying for these, like it's your dream, then I really want to hear it too because Yeah. I'm open I to agree. it. I'm literally trying to figure out if there's something wrong with me or <laughs> same. I'm like am I is my music taste broken? Like
0: <laughs> That's what I feel. Yeah. Am I
1: supposed to like these more <sighs> than I do?
0: I know. I know. Anyway. Anyways, Lizzo. I want to talk a little yeah. bit about her because she's just had a crazy. I loved her last oh, album. Yeah. Her first one was so she's good. She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's so funny i love her mm-hmm. on tiktok i'm gonna again i'm just reading these things from the article That's just because okay. i think they just she just says it's so great i'm not, i'm gonna ruin it if i try to summarize it but lizzo had a comparable rise spending years as an under the radar indie rapper before her empowerment singles good as hell and truth hurts blew up several years after their initial release which is crazy by the way lizzo has been grinding forever it's amazing that she's had the success yeah. and that like like I said, like literally years after Truth Hurts was released, I think it came out in 2017 or 2018, and then like blew oh, up in really? 2019. Yeah, crazy. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, it's she's also like a TikTok sensation. Like before I she was even that. on the app, like all of her songs would true go viral and become trends like super fast. Like her and Doja Cat, I feel like are the two that like pretty much everything and Megan they V's write. Italian. Yeah, it mm-hmm. can go viral, you know. So totally. that's like a whole other skill that's just insane
0: yeah um but anyways those songs they made her into a global star but also opened her up to extreme and often conflicting attacks which Mm -hmm. is interesting beyond really what eilish or lord might experience um yes of course owing to the fact that she is a confident black fat woman Mm -hmm. so she's subject to obviously a lot of racism as well as at the same time so she's subject to racism but then there's also arguments that she panders to a white gaze there's fat shaming but also she's criticized for sharing her experiences of a juice cleanse yeah so i it's really weird i've like noticed this with Lizzo where it's like she gets con- conflicting criticism constantly and it's yeah. like how do you like, listen to that yeah. <laughs> it's she's like very polarizing so
1: it's like people from both Either side of the spectrum on a lot of things, like, both have opinions and will shout them at her whenever she does anything. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it just is the worst place to be because then they're like, oh, you're black. This is how you should act because you're black. Mm
0: -hmm. But then other
1: people will be like, oh, you're not white. So this is, you know, like, all the criticism because you're black. And then there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, well, you're not skinny, so like lose weight, you're too fat, blah, blah, blah. And then there's other people who are like, Body positivity, you can't do a juice cleanse. You can't exercise. Like, like that's you bad or juice love cleanses your body.
0: Good for you. You're promoting bad Yeah. Yeah. So it's bad just bad like practices. this. Ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Like how do you win? I also you so with her new song Rumors, like that was like her quote unquote shake it off, right? She's mm-hmm. tried to like almost like stand up to the haters with that um but apparently the differences in her in the responses were like so crazy that she posted like a video of her in tears basically just unable to even comprehend all the hate she was getting and facebook stepped in to remove accounts that broke the site's rules around hate speech harassment and bullying in their posts on their page like i just i'm like this poor what like what is she supposed to do she's so Freakishly talented, like oh, I don't ridiculously know talented. what artist is like so hardworking and like just like freaking talented. Like her, like flute playing ability. Mm. She's a rapper. I know she like produces music and like writes so much. Like that woman is oozing talent and like personality. Yes. And I I just I hate it. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. And I think one of the saddest things is that like I
1: know Adele faced a lot of like fat oh, yeah. shaming. But I don't think it was anywhere near the level that Lizzo has received. And I think that that shows the extra level of, like, racism that's attached to this.
0: Where mm-hmm. it's, like,
1: only allowing, kind of like gatekeeping. Where it's like, oh, you can yeah. only be in the pop community if you're black if you look like Beyoncé. A certain way. Or yeah. look like, you know, like, you have to fit all of the boxes. so
0: I think people yeah. are so threatened by the fact that she's so, like confident with it right Mm. because i don't like Because adele wasn't wearing like outfits like lizzo does or was i don't think you know no
1: she wore like a drapery black
0: yeah
1: exactly (laughs) like so
0: i i feel like there's that aspect of it where it's like oh adele's dressing appropriately for her body like the way that they deem a fat body should dress when it's like uh, so I, i think people maybe feel even more threatened by that We're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. Today, I'm going to shout out someone I've actually been DMing with as they are a listener. Um, But it's Whitney L. Anderson underscore art. And she does collages, paintings, and drawings. I Okay, her stuff is so good. I am obsessed with it. She's in Denver, Colorado. Is that collage? Yeah, I think so. Love that.
1: I think it's collage. It looks like she uses magazine pieces.
0: It's so cool.
1: I love mixed media.
0: Yeah, there's like a Marilyn Monroe one, and it's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, they're beautiful. So, like I said, I know she's a listener. (laughs) I DM'd her. She sent me an article or something um, to check out. So so cool yeah her collages are really amazing so go check her out again it's Whitney L. Anderson I believe yeah Whitney L. Anderson underscore
1: I was looking for a stained glass artist like historically and I couldn't find one so if anyone knows of a historical stained glass artist that is a female then please let me know because I find stained glass so incredibly fascinating and I want it in my house one day and yeah anyway but there are a lot of people on instagram who sell stained glass pieces that are really cool and it's really awesome so there's two i'm going to shout out the first one is caroline and her um, username is a so it's l-u-m-i-e.glass and hers is like abstract shapes That she, like, layers on top of each other. And then it, like, creates this really cool effect. Like, can you imagine that hanging in front of a window? That would just be, like, stunning. I just... I love stained glass so much. Anyway, so I love that approach of, like, kind of doing these layered shapes to kind of create something rather than, like, segments within one pane of glass. Yeah. So, that's really cool. And then the other one is Lindsay and her... Um username is Luxie Flux. So it's L-U-X-E-Y F L U X. And hers is a little bit more traditional stained glass. But she's done a lot of like planets and eyes and mushrooms and animals and oh, all sorts yeah. of things. I love that she just did this like huge piece of like three yeah. faces like layered together. And it's incredible. <laughs> i'm just amazed by the concept of like there's a couple of things that like mystify me i feel like sculpture is one of them mm-hmm. and then like stained glass is another like i just it's like can't I could just never. yeah like i cannot even comprehend how someone like thinks of that like i don't know it just blows my mind anyway so follow both of them check out their stuff it's really cool Um, I think they both have Etsy shops, so you can even go buy something and then I'll be super jealous because you'll have stained glass in your house before I do. All right,
0: now back to the show. I think like just mental health in pops and pop stars, which kind of goes back to like, is it no longer desirable? It talks about like heightened awareness of the mental health of a pop star's only became the norm shockingly re- shockingly recently which we talked about like Britney it wasn't really people didn't really talk or care about that yeah. that in of itself though now is used as a marketing tool by which an artist's personal trauma and particularly any anguish sustained from their industry experience no longer derails their careers but is folded into the overall package proof of their authenticity and distance from the era when pop stars were expected to be contravances and often derided for it it doesn't really feel like progress more like the in- music industry is having it both ways
1: yeah it's like we'll profit off of you being like the shiny, traumatized by pop us. star, and yeah. you being traumatized yeah like so- sorry
0: we're traumatizing you um but don't worry we're gonna yes. help that sell you albums now
1: and, like, on that note, I'm going to skip up to the stuff I had at the beginning really quick. So I, I've i talked about this podcast a little bit ago. It was uh, Artist Spotlight, and um, it's the podcast Name Three Songs. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because at the beginning of this article, it brought up Ray, which I actually haven't heard of, but she's a British um, artist. Yeah, I
0: actually haven't heard of her either.
1: Yeah, and it was talking in the beginning that, like... Her recent outcry on social media has, like, also brought attention to the music industry. And um, there's another article by The Guardian that was linked that was, like, I had no confidence, no money. The pop stars kept in limbo by major labels. Okay. And it's kind of this experience that, like, has been happening lately where it's super messed up. So, Ray and was signed with a label called Polydor. They basically – they signed her, and then they said, okay, like, we'll sign you for four tra- – wait, for four albums, I think. Okay. Whatever that's called. And then um, in order to, like, actually release the album, you have to, like – they had, like, a bunch of stuff she had to do first – and that's what the Name Three Songs podcast was talking about was this whole experience. So she kept releasing singles, and they kept having her change genres because they were like, okay, you're black, but you're kind of white passing, so like maybe you should do more pop. Instead, uh, and she was like, well, I kind of want to do R&B, so then they kept making her switch genres back and forth to see, like, what would do best, and then Mm -hmm. they kept having her, like, feature on other people's work, but then not, like, actually letting her release a lot of her own And so, um, finally, like after had been years and years and years where she was like, I literally just want to release an album. Like, are you going to let me do this or not? And they were like, well, like, let's release another single and see how that does. And then, and so finally she just released this like thing on social media and was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I have been so good. I've done everything that they told me to do. Um, yeah. She said, I've done everything they asked me. I switched genres. I worked seven days a week. Ask anyone in the music game. They know I'm done being a polite pop star.
0: And wow. she was just like,
1: I'm so sick of this. Like you're stringing me along and I'm never actually going to be able to release my music. Like, what's the deal? And so they released her and I think she's actually coming out with an album now. Um,
0: now I want to go listen to her and like yeah. support
1: everything she does. <laughs> I know. And then apparently it happened um, to someone else as well. There was another artist um, signed at the same label who had the exact same experience. Um, wow. Singer and songwriter Marnie um, okay. also had the same thing. So she spent five years stuck in a deal with Sony. And then oh, she never yeah. got to release any music. And then she left the company, but she feels like she lost her 20s. Because well, yeah, she yeah, like, just
0: waiting yeah, to – Yeah,
1: spent Ugh. five years waiting to release an album that never happened. And then Bruno Major, who's another yeah. singer and songwriter, um, he was given, like, A-class treatment when he got signed with a label. Like, they told him his pick of musicians. He had a private chef that they signed him up to, like, flew him to a private island. And then when the label head who signed him on decided his album was rubbish, they, like, wouldn't release it. And, like, kicked him out of the label immediately. And so he had, like, this huge high life. Like, they paid for everything. And then they're like, no, we won't release it. And it's all ours. You can't. And goodbye. And he said, I had no confidence, no money, and it's a long way down. When you become the guy that signs a record deal and goes to L.A. And then you get dropped, it's humbling. So it kind of taught him. And I thought it was really interesting. He mentioned that he compared the record label signing and everything um, to, to a TV talent show search. It's
0: okay. like people
1: think you're going to be famous or successful and that like they'll give you this magic wand of success and help you, but mm-hmm. the majority of the people on the show actually get sunk and legally bound in deals that mean they're never able to release music. And he said the major label system is really not that different, just a little bit more finessed.
0: So mm. he's
1: saying that the way that labels are kind of acting right now is that they are trying to just pick up as many people as possible
0: yeah. because then
1: if they can get the right sound that will hit you know like the next big thing because I think no one can predict really what's going to happen right now you never know what people are gonna like so they'll like sign them up and retain them but then not actually let them do anything until they can like be sure that it's gonna be a hit and um and it's just kind of Interesting. Um, There was a guy named Ted Cockle who said, in order to keep an artist energized, saturated I don't know the word, (laughs) Uh, focused, you have to let them make an album. So it's just like, it's a rite of passage. Like, eventually, if you're going to sign up an artist, you have to let them do something. You have to let them create. um, Because uh, someone else mentioned that, like, nowhere else in this world would you get a job and then they tell you oh well oh here's a job contract but actually we don't want you to come into work so we're gonna pay you so that you can't go and find another job yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it doesn't make sense <laughs> and so that kind of like when it read about the um the music industry having it both ways it's kind of like the music industry is the only one profiting off of anything that's happening in music right now because album sales and merch still part of it goes to the record labels labels and then they're supposed to do more promotion but a lot of that is still completely on the artist and a lot of things aren't getting promoted unless the artist does it themselves so it's Mm -hmm. just kind of this weird corporate thing that's happening where like literally the monster is like this music industry and they're profiting
0: off of everything Mm -hmm. and everyone
1: else is kind of getting screwed over
0: all the artists are yeah yeah and kind of like going back like it's like crazy that it's like they can create this situation that like frustrates artists and then later be like oh cool like you feel like taken advantage of and you've put that into your art awesome now we'll market that as like Mm -hmm. authenticity when it's like you're the one who screwed them over yeah
1: anyway yeah if you want to hear more about like record label deals and contracts and stuff like i want to go listen to that episode the latest name three songs episode i'll tell you the title of it when record labels take advantage of artists
0: Yeah, I've, like, heard of just, like, so many people, too, who, like, they make an awesome record, and then the label decides, nope, we don't think this is marketable, so they shelf it, and then all that work goes to waste. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, one of the other things Ray was talking about was the fact that she started selling off songs to, like, other artists, just so that they could get produced and written, because she had a large body of work, like an album's worth but totally. wasn't able to release so many, it yeah yeah dang so it just kind of goes into that like whole thing that's contributing to this like mental health of these pop stars is mm-hmm. that like they the environment they're in isn't like helping them create art either like it's
0: not a good and it's like, place it's to the point too where it's kind of like going back to like the name of this article where it's like is it like undesirable to be a pop star because it's like for me it's like you know growing up like I always dreamed about getting a record label getting a record deal but now it's like you know I think I would like I'm mean, great to be it be awesome if someone would pay for everything but mm-hmm. it's like you know I think I'd rather just like do everything on my own terms and like have a slow burn you know yeah. like that seems more worth it And I think that's how a lot of artists feel. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's no longer the grand shiny thing to get the record deal because it just doesn't sound fun anymore. Like seeing all the hate these people are getting, it's just like, I'm good. Like I'd rather be a musician. Like I want to be a musician and like find success in that. But it's like, I don't think I want to be famous anymore.
1: (laughs) No, it's interesting, the switch. I wonder if it will continue even more because like TikTok stars are on the rise. Like music is being released with mm-hmm. TikTok as the only promotion and they actually seem to be doing really well. Well, yeah. And so I wonder if like independent music is gonna kinda become the new thing.
0: I think so I wanna just read this last little paragraph of it mm. and then we can talk about some of our the music we've been listening to. Cool. Eilish and Lord's latest release releases chime with a moment of societal refusal firmly stating that what they need in order to protect their mental health and mirroring a turn away from hustle culture towards more intimate forms of self-protection and fulfillment making in the face of rabid expectation feels like applying aloe vera to a burn and accepting a sales hit in a potential way to establish a sustainable path forward long term and then it brought up the fact that you know lord Mm -hmm. did the environmentally friendly music box like you talked about um, and then it ends with but it's also hard to imagine who would sign up to be a pop star in 2021 with everything we know now and hard to and hard too to reckon with the ethics of pop fandom when what attention only inflames a merciless and exploitive existence mm-hmm. which like what a sentence to end on
1: <laughs> yeah I also something we didn't bring up but is worth noting as well that kind of has a shed light on this whole like maybe being a pop star isn't that great is also um Taylor Swift in her master's situation. Oh, the yeah. Re-records, had to go on where, like, her art was literally, like, being held captive from her. That's, like,
0: another reason why I'm, like, major labels suck. Yeah.
1: Because, <laughs> like, she literally can't own her own work. Yeah. Um, and then I think... Uh, the Name Through Songs podcast also brought up the fact that Kanye West released his whole like contract with his label on Twitter yeah. last uh-huh. year in the middle of everything and kind of showing that like he felt like he was being screwed over as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think as like stars continue to be more vocal about the things that they think are unfair, like it mm-hmm. could turn a lot of people away from signing. Yeah. Yeah i so, think so too or at least
0: i'm hoping that it will maybe change how it works moving forward for everyone Hopefully, else who like might want to pursue this
1: yeah it's hard though when the people who have the most power the record labels also are the ones who benefit off of the way that the system already is so totally <laughs> yeah
0: we'll see totally. <laughs> i know we'll see that's yeah on a lighter note what no, are some albums talk you've been liking <laughs> from these women pop girls
1: cool well kind redundant. of following the trend of like artists i love but didn't love their recent stuff yeah um well first off lana del rey released an album this year did you even know
0: yeah chemtrails over the country club have you listened
1: d- to it didn't even know i played a few songs right before we started recording because i didn't even hear about this
0: <laughs> she it was the weirdest album rollout ever okay um, <laughs> i
1: like, was like i think I under she's kind rock?
0: of in the phase where she just like knows like she just is doing whatever the heck she wants mm-hmm. like i think that's what she's doing and so she just like announced it on instagram a couple times but like it was so random there wasn't like much of a build up or promotion yeah. she just kind of did it which like i like it like i said i think it's her way of kind of like taking back her own power <laughs> no that's cool do you like it what are your thoughts it's very similar to um her previous album nfr I like the other one more, but I do. There's a lot of there's a couple of songs on it that I really enjoy. Cool, I'm excited so. to listen. I like. I mean, it's, n- it's just more Lana, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I liked
0: NFR. Yeah. All Apparently, kind of she's announced that she's releasing a new album again soon. Wow. Good so for I think she is just like constantly creating, and it's just like I can do what I want. Yeah. I'm gonna release what I want. Do your thing. Release Which them whenever. whatever. Is similar to like what I think with Lord and Billy are doing, where they're just like you know screw whatever whatever the normal way of doing it is i'm just gonna do it the way i want to do it huh good which i think it'll be good in the long run for artists if these bigger (sighs) artists start doing this now like i think Taylor Swift is doing that too with like doing folklore and evermore back to back and then doing them as surprise albums you know like i think it's just cool to see artists starting to create it seems more on their own terms rather than like the typical record label layout
1: no that makes sense yeah. But, yeah, so, I would listen to it. Good. I'm excited about it. Um, An album that was kind of another, like, lackluster for me, though. Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land, Marina. Yes, yeah, same. See, Marina used to be an artist that I could literally listen to every single song she had released on repeat and never Memory get bored.
0: Like single song. Yes.
1: Yeah. Like, her albums are usually, like, hit after hit after hit. And I know a lot of people didn't like... Love love and and fear, fear, but I loved it.
0: I really liked it. Mm
1: -hmm. I really, really loved it. Like, there was quite a few on there that I just adored. And fruit is just like a work of art. Oh, I love (laughs) fruit. Yeah, and then like Electra Heart, Family Jewels. Like, I've loved everything she's ever done. And then to Mm -hmm. just have this one,
0: it just didn't really hit for me. It felt a little too on the nose. Yeah, makes sense. I think. I liked a couple songs from it. Like, I added songs to the playlist, but I don't think I ever actually listened to the whole album.
1: Yeah, I listened to it through one day, and I I like to put albums on and not, like, pay attention to titles and then just see if anything mm. sticks out.
0: Yeah. And there Makes just
1: sense. wasn't really anything that, like, really... Grabbed you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so bummed. Cause, like, I know. usually, Cause it's Marina. Yeah, like, I can always count on Marina and that one just didn't i don't know have you listened to the new halsey album are you a halsey i fan? have i have enjoyed quite a few songs of halseys i have never been like a full-on album listener but i have added i think a song from every single one of her albums to my playlist um her badlands album i listened to that one all the way through that was her 2015
0: yes i love that album
1: but i just wanted to bring up the fact that like so her album's really good there's two songs that i really adored 1121 and honey
0: oh yeah i like those ones too Uh
1: uh-huh they're really really good so i liked those but also she's just done a lot of like really cool um art history motifs
0: Oh yeah. And her
1: stuff that's like really incredible. So like her album cover is based on like a really famous um art history picture of Madonna and Child, like literally the dress, the throne, everything. Mm-hmm. It's like spot on. And then um her film, which we haven't scene. Oh, I cannot wait to released see in it, Utah. But um she also did a lot of things in that as well that are really cool. So if you want to hear like all of that stuff, then the podcast Art Pop Talk um yes, they have. I listened
0: to that episode after you yes. told me about it.
1: So they have a podcast episode called If I Can't Have Love, I want Art Pop Talk and they talk about Queen Halsey and like the whole album and the video and everything else. And that was just really cool. So I love what she's doing. Obviously we love An homage to traditional art history. Totally. (laughs) It was just really cool concept that she had and like her whole thing with like pregnancy and her body and sexuality and how it all connects, like phenomenal. So like once again, really love the concept. Liked quite a few of the songs, didn't love all of them, but it was like good enough that like it's worth mentioning.
0: I'm not gonna lie, the first time I listened to it. And I'm, I'm usually like, I will play Halsey's albums for like a long time. The first time I listened to it, I was like, "Mm, okay, yeah, it's a miss for me. But then I saw someone on Twitter that I follow and he was like, Halsey's album is like a five album for me. And like, like pretty much he's like one of 10 albums that is a perfect five. He's like, but it was great. And I like responded and I was like, really? Like I was so underwhelmed and he was like, you need to listen to it again because, like, it's so good. So mm-hmm. I did, and I and I got it. I got it the second time because I listened to the album on my drive home today. Mm-hmm. I love the tradition, Easier Than Lying. I also love the ones you mentioned. I love mm-hmm. Whispers. Like, I love a lot of them now. So I think yeah. it just took a moment. I just, I, for some reason, second listen, I was sold. <laughs>
1: No, I like that. I'm excited to listen to it again.
0: I haven't listened to Doja Cat's album in I full yet, either. but I've been meaning to. Like I everyone tells me it's so good and like I don't I always forget when it's like time to like listen to music, I forget. So, here's me promising that by the time this episode comes out, I've listened to Doja Cat's album.
1: Okay, good to know. I was going to ask you if you had cuz I haven't Mm-mm. and I need to. But I've
0: heard such great things about it.
1: Yes. And then um, this is kind of a smaller artist, but I wanted to bring her up because her recent album is really, really good.
0: I, yeah, I loved it.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. You've heard of her?
0: Mm-hmm. Maisie yes. Williams, you signed up for this? Oh,
1: Maisie Peters, you signed oh. up for this.
0: Why do I say, why do I always say Williams? Who is Maisie Williams? Know. aha Maisie Williams is in Game of Thrones. I always say oh. Maisie Williams instead of Maisie Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, that's okay. Not the actress. Maisie yes. Peters. she's so good
1: she's so good um love him i don't and boy oh i love boy super good oh yeah so yeah if you um haven't listened to her also check out her old stuff because she's
0: i haven't checked out her old stuff so i will
1: yeah worst of you
0: by her oh okay
1: super good smaller artist but like let's give her some love Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: some upcoming albums we've got abba
0: oh thank good lord. <laughs> After how many years? God is smiling on us as oh, a civilization and gracing us with another uh, ABBA album. I feel like we need to
1: do a whole ABBA episode. Can we,
0: I don't. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it.
1: So when their album releases, or maybe even before then, if we can't wait that long, um, you that's can expect a whole history and discography of ABBA. Because come on,
0: like I love ABBA so much.
1: Basically, the inventors of modern pop, and that's uh-huh. not an exaggeration. No, like it's music not. exists because of ABBA.
0: I have a gig on. Friday night where I'm doing like an acoustic set of a bunch acoustic set of a bunch of songs, but I wanted to do one cover, so I'm doing Gimme 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 by I Abba. Love and I'm so excited to sing that yeah. song. <laughs> the
1: coolest part about them is the fact that like both of them were married, like each couple was so there's two boys and two girls and they were like married to each other, like obviously one girl married to one guy, one girl married to the other guy. And then they divorced and that's what broke up the band. And oh. so I just love more than anything that like now cuz when Mamma Mia the musical came out they kind of all reunited again and like started becoming friends again because it had been so long that like they were able to get over it.
0: Oh. And now the fact that
1: like they're even they're able to like bond their relationship even more and start like making music again together, like I just think that shows like a level of like I don't know, like maturity, maturity? and just like
0: to it for know. the music,
1: yeah, just like a level of like humanity that I really enjoy—that they're like able to put it past them and just like remember the good times and like release songs Aww. again.
0: I am realizing I literally know nothing about ABBA because I had no idea any of that. So yeah, we we have to do an episode on them.
1: Yeah. So I grew up on ABBA. I
0: grew up on them too. I just didn't know anything about them. Oh, my
1: mom would talk about them all the time. And then when Mamma Mia came out, like all my aunts went and watched the movie and then like Mm -hmm. the soundtrack was on repeat. So good. Yeah. I did a deep dive into ABBA when I was in high school.
0: The next album that I'm so excited for, and I think I'm yes. more excited because the singles have not disappointed me at all. I know, and a lot of people don't like them, but I have oh, been in love. They're I think they're perfect. Yeah. And Casey and we're talking Musgraves. about Casey Musgraves. <laughs> I I am obsessed with them. This is exactly what I wanted from her divorce album. I know, and obviously it's hidden really well for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no perfect timing I'm so sorry no it's but, okay But i'm so happy like you i mean i'm not happy for you at all but <laughs> at least you get to understand casey yeah. musgraves album <laughs> no because
1: here's the thing a lot of artists have been releasing like breakup albums and it's like yeah. yeah okay like and can kind of relate but like a divorce, a divorce album? album i mean that's like a level that i can get on i can get yeah. on Let like I- when <laughs>
0: i'm sorry to be laughing about it but you yeah it's true
1: like when everyone was like oh i need to get in the right mindset for all too well and I'm like there <laughs> you <know>? like ma'am <laughs> been there all year so
0: oh my gosh you get hold on hold on you get a casey moscow's divorce album and then a couple like a month and a half later you get red taylor's red. version yeah
1: and I got Olivia Rodrigo at the beginning of this year. I mean
0: at least you're getting companions to I like I know.
1: I'm doing great. I have a playlist. It's amazing. Ah. So
0: Is it there's like Happier Happiness yeah. and Happier than Ever
1: right at the it's top. It's like the
0: trifecta. of um, Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> it's uh, no because if you think about it i could do a whole thing on that the those three are like the perfect emotions of like what mm-hmm. leaving a relationship feels like because it's like happier than ever and the where you're like angry and mad mm-hmm. but then like happy that they're gone and then like happy what is happier. it happiness happier where it's kind of like sweet in a way like I hope you're happy but not as happy as you were with me and that's the Olivia Rodrigo one. And then you have Happiness by Taylor Swift where she talks about the fact that she's like – You'll be happy and I'll be happy, but we were happy together.
0: It's like closure.
1: Yes. It's like the perfect like emotions that sum everything up. They're so good. And then I base the rest of it out, like the whole playlist off of it. And I love it so much. As you should.
0: And I'm (laughs) sure you're going to get so many good ones with Starcross. So at least there's a bright side in this. I know. I'm really
1: excited (laughs) about my playlist, guys. I've also wondered if maybe that's why Billy and Lord's albums haven't hit as much with me because they're happy music you yeah. know, just not there.
0: Well, I consider myself happy in my life, so uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I just know.
1: And then I just wanted to make a note. I haven't listened to any of these albums, but apparently Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lady Gaga already released music last year.
0: Hold on. Are you telling me you haven't listened to Positions, Plastic Hearts, or Chromatica? No. Okay, I listen. Haven't. Chromatica and Folklore my 2020 albums really yeah i remember because chromatica came out at the beginning of quarantine so it makes sense you didn't hear about it because that was like when everything was like up in smoke right okay which made me feel so sad for it because like lady gaga obviously worked really hard but like also just circumstances of the world i think she actually like actually she like kept putting it off because of the black Lives matter black lives matter movement i don't i think i'm not for sure it was I, right when everything was going on in twenty twenty. It's so good, study. I
1: didn't hear about any of these. The only reason I even like knew Miley Cyrus had new music is because her stuff's been coming up on like my radio lately, mm. and I've been plastic adding Hearts songs. is also
0: really good. Yeah, it's no, a, you I you should really oh, like I, it. There's I, divorce songs in there yeah, too. Yeah,
1: I've I've added a few, but I haven't <laughs> listened to the whole album. I have Angels Like You, and I, have I love another Angels one. Like You. Today I added. A, Another one as well, but I was just like, why didn't I hear about it at all? Was twenty twenty just so encompassing that like stuff got lost?
0: I Plastic Hearts though is a great album. I think that's Miley Cyrus at her very best. I love pop, hyper pop, Lady Gaga, Chromatica. Like it was like one of like the few moments of like pure joy in 2020 where it came out Uh my husband was just like in the other room like watching tv and i was just like in my kitchen like full-on dancing like not just like like i was just freely dancing to this album and i love Chromatica so much i like positions was fine i didn't really listen to it a lot i I love thank you next and sweetener i didn't care for positions so much i followed the
1: thank you next. The oh, whole it was thing. so good! Like, I, I love listened thank you to next. every song.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: so it's just kind of weird to be like, wait, what? Like, when did this come out? <laughs> Why didn't I hear any? I am about actually it?
0: surprised you missed Positions. I think I can understand Chromatica, but I'm shook that you, yeah, that you missed that one.
1: What month did it come out?
0: Um, Positions came out October of 2020. I
1: mean, I did have kind of a crazy year last year, so. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about the Miley Cyrus album. From what I've heard, it sounds phenomenal. So I'm excited to listen all the way through and then I promise I will also be listening to Doja Cats, Ariana Grande, and Lady Gaga's. Please listen so that to I can Kermanica. be up to date.
0: <laughs> people, you know what, Chromatica did not get the love that it deserved. I don't yeah. know why people didn't like it. It's one of like I it's probably it's my favorite Lady Gaga album, so That's awesome. And I like Lady Gaga is f- I she's a top five artist for me so well so yeah thanks for joining us everyone thank you I'm gonna go to bed
1: <laughs> yeah and um we would love to hear your thoughts like on the oh, yes. is pop star is being a pop star toxic or um also just kind of like music um especially Billie Eilish's and Lord's albums like we said I really want to hear your thoughts on those
0: yeah I know. Yeah. I want to know what I'm missing, but. I know. A lot of people I'm talking to, they're feeling the same, so. Yeah, so tell us what you think, and um,
1: let's all go give Lizzo some attention and love. I feel like we didn't talk about her a lot, and I feel bad about that. But it's just because we're waiting we were for mainly a new just album. talking about
0: the music. Well, yeah. well, I want to do a whole Lizzo episode as well because mm-hmm. I know she has a really cool story. So we'll save the Lizzo talk for when we do yes a Lizzo episode, which but, hopefully will be soon.
1: Yeah, but we can support her in the meantime. Her TikTok is super fun to follow.
0: It is so, so. fun. I love it.
1: And then, yeah, we'll be back next week. Next week. With a historical female artist. And yeah. then I'm covering someone really cool. So tune in. Have a great week, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.